Hi, I'm Ann Frazier, and I am sitting here today with Rusty Fracasa of Paths Law Firm. How are you? Good, thanks. Good. So today we're going to talk a little bit about Alzheimer's, dementia, um, and we're going to talk about what that has to do with your law firm. What kind of law do you practice, and what is the importance of that with elderly people? The law firm itself practices in three general areas, estate and business planning, probate, which is like guardianships, which does overlap with what we're going to talk about. And what I primarily focus in is elder law, which is asset protection and preparing for dementia, death, and disability, usually more of seniors and elderly people. What age do people come to you and really start seeking out a trust or all the things that might have to take place for an elderly parent? Uh, the people that come for the elderly parent is usually oh, 40 to 65 themselves, and the elderly person is on average 80 years old. Okay. So is there an importance of getting those things in place earlier? Like what's the, in, in a perfect world, what age would people get a trust or a will, those types of things set up? Sometime before they die or become <laughs> dementia. You know, people ask me all the time, oh, I have an appointment with you. Um, I need to get I need to get started and all that. And it's so late. I always say, it's not too late till it's too late. Right. So, but also the issue is I'm not sure it's ever too early. Okay. That was my question. So my parents both had um, dementia. And uh, my mom had Alzheimer's. My dad had vascular dementia. And thankfully, they had taken care of putting all of their assets in a trust. And um, it was super helpful for us because we were dealing with their health and all the things that go with that. And that was one piece we didn't have to worry about. So what happens, especially if someone comes to you and they have been diagnosed with, let's say, some form of dementia, maybe it's Alzheimer's or whatever, what do they, if they come to you, are you able to do that or do you have to make sure that they're competent? Talk to me about that. Well, the first thing I always talk about, no matter what the scenario is, mm -hmm. an 18-year-old or an 88-year-old, is the most important thing with my 30 years of experience is you really need good, durable powers of attorney in place. Yes, the health care is important, um, however, the general or financial power of attorney is by far the most important. One of the several reasons why is because everybody will scrutinize that, the banks, the insurance companies, everybody. The second reason or a second reason that it's important is because if you don't have the other stuff in place mm -hmm. with good powers of attorney, the person that you have appointed, called your attorney in fact, they can put that in place for you. So... And I forgot your question. I got focused on the bad attorney. No, I just as far as being able to deem someone whether they are competent or not. Yeah. The word competence is kind of a funny word. Really what we typically care about is what's called testamentary capacity. Because dementia or incapacity or incompetency, it's a very gray scale. Mm -hmm. And... So there's three primary components of testamentary capacity. There's a lot that goes into each of these. But do they know who are the natural objects of their bounty? Mm -hmm. Who are your kids? Who are their relatives? Generally, what do you have? They don't need to know the balance in their right. accounts, but they've got money and real estate or whatever. 
And number three, in a very general sense, what are the documents doing that they're signing? Right. So we always have to be careful, though, that other stuff doesn't occur, such as uh, mistakes. We, of course, don't want to do that. Uh, we want to make sure they have capacity, but also that there's no undue influence. Okay. So those are the things that we focus on primarily. Okay. And you work in the Kansas City area. You have two locations, so you can serve both, you know, anyone in the city, but Kansas and Missouri. Um, tell me a little bit more about trusts. Is if if someone, and, and specifically in the realm of, um, because I want to focus on the Alzheimer's dementia part, uh, what is the importance of having a trust, or what would your advice be? As if, if I came to you and said, I have pre-Alzheimer's, I need to set my financial house in order, especially with a trust or will or whatever, what would your advice be to me? Well, first of all, I'd want to make sure you understood that because you mentioned a will, that a will only applies for assets that are transferred through probate. Okay. So people don't know that. I didn't. So you don't really need a will. Well, we do a will that's called a safety net or a pour over will if we have it with a trust. Okay. In my world, if it wasn't for the fee difference, uh, I would not even talk about other options other than a trust. Okay. So the real reason I more educate people, uh, clients or potential clients, than just jump into doing a trust or assume that to be the case is because usually that's about two or three times more than any other option as far as the fees go. Okay. So education is important. The second thing is when you mentioned trust, for somebody in my position, that's like saying that you drove here in a vehicle because mm-hmm. I do many types of trust. Okay. The trust that most people know about and hear about are what are your standard revocable living trusts that everybody has, I have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other is what we call an asset protection trust. Most people will call it an irrevocable trust. Mm-hmm. Now, there are many types of trusts that we draft during the week. However, those are the two primary categories. The first one really sets up for incapacity, the revocable living trust, or death. Okay. It's very good in those cases. The asset protection trust is typically protecting against what I always talk about is um, in case of lawsuits, in case of scammers and in case of long-term care. Okay. That's primarily what those are focused on. Okay, all right. So the asset protection part is, that doesn't have anything to do then with like probate, like all of your assets after you die, they're not gonna go through probate. If you go to, I think a good estate planning attorney, there may be a reason to go through probate or to choose that option, such as when my wife and I were younger, uh, the likelihood of us dying in close proximity of time to each other was not great. Right. And uh, by virtue of our just the situation with our children and everything, we thought, hey, we'll take that risk and go through probate. Mm-hmm. And then at 55, 56, I think it was, she and I did do a revocable living trust. Okay. Um, the Reasons people go through probate are when assets are not jointly owned with a survivor, when there's not beneficiary designations, okay, and when they're not in the trust. Okay. If you don't have one of those three categories, 
then it will go through probate. Okay. And probate takes a couple months? Oh, no. <laughs> I always tell people uh, our relationship will be about one year long. Okay. And it's usually about 4% of the value of whatever assets are going through probate. However, I hear all the time people say, oh, it took us three years. Or I will immediately say, who was fighting? Right. Yeah. But usually from the time you first see us until the time you get our letter thanking you for being our client, it's about one year. Mm-hmm. Um, in Missouri and Kansas. And then uh, the fighting, though, is the fees can go astronomical and it can take several years. Wow. Wow. That's sad. And people ask me all the time, they'll say, well, I want to make sure my kids don't have anything to argue about. I want to make this ironclad. And I always say, well, ironclad's a funny term. I said, but as far as the kids arguing, don't put that on me. Right. That was your job 40, 50 years ago. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, very good. So people can get a hold of you here in Kansas City. Um, and do they call and ask for you? Or are they just going to call and make an appointment? Are they going to work with one of your other lawyers? What does that look like? Well, the people that they'll talk to are very experienced in this field. Okay. The senior paralegal has been in this field for 29 years, mm -hmm. and most of our employees have been with us for quite a while. Mm -hmm. So they're very familiar with who does what or who's most okay. comfortable. So we do have multiple attorneys that are very experienced in all the areas we talked about, um, just the few. I'm the most experienced in the elder law. But it really just goes along with whatever's convenient for the client uh, as far as the schedule and the location. Mm -hmm. Okay, wonderful. Mm -hmm. So you can get a hold of Rusty at Paths Law Firm. We'll have that information um, available to you. I appreciate your time today. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you so much.